We are back again with part two of the stories from the Skunk Ape Night Run. Last time, we had the ladies on the chat. This time, we've got Paul Gibbs, Greg Burnham, Gary James, a.k.a. Scary Gary, and Noel Medina. Medina came out at a last-minute decision, and he placed second overall behind Kalo Axon. Paul, he crushed it this year, making it to the race on time this go-around. As for Gary and Greg, this was their longest trail run to date. These guys, they did amazing. So hey, let's kick it off with part two of the stories from the Skunk Ape Night Run. Known for its beautiful beaches and great nightlife, but in the Everglades, the elusive and mysterious skunk ape is the big attraction. Have you heard of this? Skunk ape. Skunk ape? Really? Who comes up with these names? They're awful. A skunk ape, also known as a swamp ape, is basically a Bigfoot that lives in the Florida swamps that, as the name implies, has a very no! Hey, good afternoon, man. How you doing, Joseph? Good, I'm good. Hey, Paul. Joe. I'm here. What's going on, guys? What's going on? But yeah, how are you guys doing? Doing good, Joe. This is Greg, by the way. This is Noel. Uh, everything's all good over here. Another fine Tuesday. Things are going great as well. Yeah, this is Gary. Good to meet you guys. Doing good. Glad you guys could uh, accommodate my times. So I appreciate it. We're there for you, Gary. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Heck yeah. Easy does it. But yeah, I know we're a little bit away from Skunk Ape at this point, but... Yeah, I just got done with my makeup, so I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess we you know we can kick it off with with a, I guess a little bit about yourselves and what brought you out to the Skunk Ape Night Run. Yeah, I mean I'll go first. My, oh, this is Gary. Um, hey, Gary. Of, kind of a weird thing. Uh, it was in February after my birthday, scrolling through Facebook and just happened to see the Skunk Ape, and I'm like 30k. Uh, I'm like, well, that seems pretty cool. Where's that at? It happens to be less than two miles from my house. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I could do that. I've never ran over a 5K. So I was like, well, maybe I need to start preparing for this a little bit. And <laughs> I just, I literally just started listening to this podcast and taking from what the other way more experienced runners were saying of paying attention to your nutrition and getting a good running plan going and that's pretty much it. I started preparing for that and trying to run the trails and get my mileage up because, like I said, I'd only ran a 5K before that. So 18 miles was the longest I've ever ran, and it was fun. I had a lot of – it was really fun. Nice. Nice. Um, heck, yeah, Gary. Uh, I'm I'm Noel. Um, I, uh, I've always seen some, some of the posts and stuff about uh, the Skunk Ape runs from mutual friends, you know, that are always – doing crazy stuff you know and um i was like you know saturday i didn't really do anything yet saturdays and sundays are usually my training days i do a lot of obstacle course racing that's that's my biggest sport so i'm always training for that and um shoot i messaged the uh, the the page that saturday afternoon like hey can i sign up can i show up you know can i pay something you know and Joseph messaged me right back. Said, "Yeah, come on through." So at three o'clock, I left my house. I got there at seven, um, <laughs> <laughs> just in time to start. So that's that. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I knew what I was getting into. Um, I'm I'm familiar with you know these these kind of trails, um, all kind of terrain, all kind of distances. Uh, so a thirty k without obstacles was. Um, was going to be different for me i'm used to my running being broken up you know but anyways yeah that's it showed up had fun loved the course loved the people there and it was a good time well this is greg i'll follow up on that one so my story is i used to run and would do trail runs and a few half marathons and then i deployed to afghanistan from 2015 to 2018 came back a little bit broken put on some weight didn't run anymore because i was bone on bone with my knees and i said well something's got to change so about a year ago not even a year ago i started running again and you know simple 5ks coughing up a lung barely making it to <laughs> stretching it out to some tens and december of last year i was down in key west I said, well 
I haven't done a half marathon in, in over 10 years. Let me just jump into that. So I ran a half. Um, and then really it's just to keep building up my distance. And, and like uh, Gary, I had not run anything over 13 miles at this point, you know, so I was not a distance runner. I have been, I, I enjoy the trail running environment. Um, it beats just pounding pavement to me. Uh, so I jumped into it. I asked a Canadian coworker, said, Hey, 30 K, how far is that? He says too far. But, uh, <laughs> Google's my friend and told me it was 18 and some change. So I jumped on it and that was my first one. Um, loved every second of it. Loved the night trails. I did do two 5k or I did a 5k and a seven mile prior to that night trail run just to see if I could not get lost which I succeeded, so that was good. But that's why I jumped on this one. It's just to keep pushing myself that much further. So that's my story. And this is Paul. And my running story is um, my dad had actually passed away back in 2018. And me and my sister were wanting just to do something challenging. So we trained and signed up for a half marathon. And really, it just increased in distance from there. And I think I discovered skunk ape i think i saw it was 15 bucks and i was like 15 bucks for a race and never done one at night before and never ran in Dave city before so i figured what did i have to lose <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah because i i feel like typically most races are during the day did you kind of have an idea what's going to be like at night <laughs> I um no shoot you know it um this is noel again uh so yeah i've done a lot of trail running at like 4 or 5 a.m here in jacksonville florida north nor northeast florida so it was it was kind of similar to that um and it, yeah kind of kind kind of exciting because all you can see is right in front of you nothing else matters you hear all these noises and stuff but hey you can't pay any attention all you can all you can worry about is where your feet are going and then and, and that you don't fall <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I, I ran like a five-miler like three days before the race at night, and I was like, yeah, let me try this at night stuff and see how my headlamps work and all that. That was, I ran on, if you guys remember the main stretch road that we first <laughs> started out, I stayed on that because I was too scared to get on the trail at night, and I'm like, <laughs> nah, I'm not trying to break an ankle before the race, so we're going to stay on this nice place, so, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a, I did end up bringing another flashlight like a handheld with me too in case my headlamp died but it was definitely different running at night especially that uh that horrible i don't know what you call it but the the, the death berm. circle yeah the berm yeah, the sand berm yeah. yeah if i never have to run that again it'll be too soon i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah so yeah that berm loop everybody uh everybody loves it oh <laughs> uh, i hit it at the wrong time it was dark already i need to be faster i learned for next year I need to be faster and hit that in the daylight because I no less than four times rolled my ankle in the first probably half mile. And I was like, well, I guess I'm walking from here because mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be lost in the middle of the woods by myself. So, right. Yeah. I didn't end up making a couple walking friends and we talked about how crazy this little loop was. So it was a nice rest about halfway through to kind of re-energize myself for the last half of the race. That that loop took forever, man. I was oh. I was pushing as hard as I could through it. It, it took me forever. Jeez, oh man. I was thrilled when I was done with that thing. I, I was zigzagging through it. It wasn't the smartest thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. And it's interesting. I was talking to a few runners that have done this skunk ape before, and, and they actually said that the berm was a little bit more rigid this time because the grass had grown up on it a little bit. So I just could have imagined what they had run years prior, how bad it was, because I, I share the same experience as you guys did. And the one thing that I enjoyed about this race, you know, my endurance isn't there for a full 30K, obviously. You know, I pushed it, but then you, you start slowing down at certain points, you know, the sand or whatever, the, the fire roads that get sandy. So you always make that guy or that person friend while you're out there that's sharing the same experience. And that, that was, you know, I easily covered four or five miles with the same guy that we were both in the Navy. I mean, he obviously had a few years on me, but, you know, a lot of sea stories and then finally... I lost his light somewhere in the in the distance. So, <laughs> shoot, I, yeah. For for most of the race, it was me and um, Kalo. You know, I wasn't far behind him for mo almost the whole race, and I, I've never met him, never seen him. He lives. He literally lives like three miles from me. 
<laughs> weird yeah and and then so that monday you know i'm, I'm going to work you know i'm ju- i'm driving the truck it's like 5 a.m and i see him jogging <laughs> it's crazy yeah it's yeah so 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 interesting but yeah, so obviously, you know, coming into, you know, your big pickup, what was the vibe like there at the starting line? Great getting to see lots of people that you know in the trail community and just really had a laid back, relaxed vibe. I agree with that. I, you know, like you said, there is a trail community. There's a running community that I do a park run on a Saturday morning down Weedon Island. And, and one of the runners that's been at several of these runs with me now, Moon and, 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 and Skunk Ape and a few others, He's now running there. So I, you know, made these acquaintances. I won't say we, you know, bonded over Facebook or anything, but uh, he starts seeing the same people. And the good thing is being a relatively novice runner, good to bounce thing off the guys, you know, like, you know, that are senior runners and, and more experienced that are going to be in the top 10. So I enjoy that part I mean, the camaraderie. There's no, you know, everybody checks their egos at the door. It isn't a, nobody's, I mean, if they go for survival more than any great PR on the runs for sure. And, uh, uh, the good thing about the trail run is just the changing environment. I mean, yeah, I wasn't sure when we were going to hit water. A mile in sounded about right. Why not get your feet wet, soak your socks, and just go with it? But that's how it was. So um, it was definitely a good run for, for just the changing environment and just everybody that was out there. Yeah, even that pickup, I mean, it was – there's such a – I didn't realize – I guess the trail running and the distance running, how different of everyone is there. Like, it's not like it's a bunch of young kids that are, you know, right out of high school or college that are out here to run. You know, there's, I mean, I'm 36 years old and I was like, I was like the middle age of people that are running. I'm like, holy cow. Like, and it's, it's motivating because you see these other people that are, you know, when you're listening to them, they're running hundred miles and stuff. And I'm like sucking wind at 10 miles. Like, I don't know how I'm going to finish this, but Mm -hmm. It's 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 really nice to see you know just the like you said the camaraderie of everybody everybody knew everybody it was it was really nice to just see that and even running on the trail people were like oh hey how are you what's going on how's your you know tell me a little bit about yourself and as you're running it's not like people are just running past you and just brushing you off like ah there's another slow guy running yeah, there were like six or seven people who were in their mid to late 60s out there, too. Yeah, they were all in front of me. I know. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Joe, for pointing that out. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess, you know, everybody lines up, the race starts. How did those early miles out to the Boy Scout camp go? This is Greg. I think for me, heading out down, the biggest thing I had to remember is I cannot run the 5 or 10K pace. And that's the biggest thing because you had to keep the long game in mind. And, and this being, you know, for several of us, this being our longest run ever, um, for me, I did not want to burn out. So it comes down to trying to read up and make sure I was fueling properly, which I was actually pleasantly surprised. I did fuel properly throughout the run. I carried, you know, enough stuff with me or I used the, the four aid stations. And like I said, I was going to hound you on that last aid station. If there was a camera catching us trying to open up that pickle jar, Six, six, grown, six grown men trying to open up a pickle jar. That that sums up skunk ape right there. So, um, but that that was the the good thing is consciously I had to remember just slow and steady wins the race or finishes the race. Yeah, because I definitely had a plan of you know I want to run around this time, but as soon as you know Joseph said go, everybody else takes off, and I'm like, oh yeah, I can run fast too. And then you get on the grass, and you're like. Oh, I'm running way too fast. I'm not going to make 18 miles. Like, all right, let me get back into my game plan and slow it down a little bit because there's no way I'm keeping this pace with these guys that are running 730 miles. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just not me. I was definitely in the same boat there. <laughs> <laughs> that adrenaline that gets you every time. I was just looking forward to hitting the water. Everybody, was, <laughs> A lot of people around me were avoiding it, but that's my favorite thing about this skunk ape race is just going through the water because – what other race do you get to experience that? I was going to say, yeah, there's a lot of water. You hit it once, but then you have to hit it a second time on your way Back. to that first aid station. Mm-hmm. And it was dry a week before that because I ran that trail to the Boy Scout a lot. And it was legit dry the week before that. So I'm pretty sure you were doing some rain dances or something because the <laughs> week leading up to the race, it just poured every day. And I'm like, oh, this ain't going to be good. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, those. Well, I, I was going to say a second ago, those uh, those starting those those first few miles, the the endorphins are are pretty high, you know. And it's like trying to see through that and remember, like, man, calm down, calm down. <laughs> Another two hours, three hours to go. <laughs> <laughs> because after that, you hit the first aid station, and then you're moving to aid station two, which kind of has those rolling hills and sand. How did those miles go? Well, this is Greg. So I was by that time, I had actually connected with another group that i had run with before so i knew some of the runners and he, you know they introduced they're like hey i remember you from some other race i'm like yeah so i was in running with them single trail and if there was a female about four parties in front of us that she took a tumble so you know there was no you know leap over the dead and you know kind of thing it was definitely stop pick her up keep going so that was you know that was good to see the teamwork that it takes to get through that kind of stuff yeah those trails get narrow the second, like, as you're, as you're coming back from the Boy Scout camp there, those trails got pretty narrow, and it was pretty, it was, it was good to be running something different, because I had never ran those trails before, but those sands, I did, and I said it after the race, I'm like, I didn't know Green Swamp had these hills, like, I, obviously, we're, Flo- they're Florida hills, but, you know, with, combined with the sand as you're trying to go uphill, I'm like, oh, man, my legs are going to be dead after this. Yeah, those, 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 those 20, 30 foot climbs, if 30 feet, they, yeah, those were, those were like at, at like a low grade, you know, but they went forever, it felt like. And in that sand, oh man, I was just watching my heart rate go up and I, I'm trying to keep Kalo in sight. You know, he's, 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 he, he led the whole way. And I'm like, man, he's, he's, he's taking these big strides going up. I, I can't do that. Um, but, and then going down that, that, that was fun. I, 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 the, descending is, is always fun for me, but you're just like, Oh man, you know, there goes a quick five minute pace. That ain't going to last long, but a half second. I'm with you there. I was surprised just how fast you could go down those downhills. Yeah. The one thing I found though, is when I got to the bottom of those hills, there was always another hill in front of me to go back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. Now the one thing though, Joe, I got to tell you is that. I've run several night courses kind of in preparing, not even preparing for this. Just I saw him. I said, let me sign up for a night trail run. Because for me, anytime I do a new run, it's got to be a PR. Like that was my first PR for a 30K night trail run. So that was good. Um, but I've run some where they're not as clearly marked. Uh, and your course was definitely, there was no question where to go. Even, uh, you know, I always say, I feel like I'm running these runs by myself sometimes because I can't see anybody in front of me. I don't see any headlamps behind me. So I'm like, oh, good. I'm leading the course of one. Um, so I never missed a trail turn or anything like that. So that was easy. Um, that's a good point. I remember thinking that as I was running like the, the race, like this is well marked. Like I, you know, I, I, I do a lot of trail races, obstacle races and stuff. And, and not, not all of them are clearly marked. Um, and, and it, it, it was very reassuring, you know, especially when I couldn't see anybody to be able to just look around and keep seeing where to go and not have to pause or wonder like, oh, shit, I'm lost. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, because after the second aid station, that's when the sun's really starting to come down. And that's when the reflectors start coming out. Right. Very nifty. Yes. I thought that was really cool. So I know we already chatted a little bit about the fire burn loop. <laughs> so you get you hit the aid station and. Noel, that's when I saw you. You beat me. You basically beat me to the aid station to set it up. Is that what was happening? Yeah. Because <laughs> it, 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 it looked like you were, were kind of scattering a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Once the it, gun goes off, I head out to all the aid stations, set, set them up. And then I saw Kalo come by. And then you were coming by. And I was like, oh, God. Well, at least the fire burn will slow them down so I can get the last one set up. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure how fast I, I should have been running. I don't know. I just wanted to stay near Kayla. <laughs> yeah, no, going into that from uh, obviously me being a new runner and hearing that the first little part was going to be wet, I was like, okay, well, my drop bag, I'm changing my shoes because I don't have the experience to, you know, run in wet shoes. I didn't want all that. So I know how hard it was going to be for the last 12 miles after that. So I did end up changing my shoes at that, uh, like, second, I think it's the second aid station there where the draw bag was and changed my shoes. And I'll tell you, that made a huge difference because I was already starting to get a blister on my left foot from those shoes. So I'm really happy I changed my shoes and socks and got to run in that aid station. There was a couple people, obviously it was pitch black by the time I made it to the (laughs) loop there, but uh, 
there were some people that are like when we were coming out we're like uh, do we have to go this way or do we not and i'm like yeah the sign you know just follow the sign it says you know go around this loop it's pretty it's really well marked and that's what i told them you guys were saying that about the markers even like the little cutoffs there was on that loop you put the flags up so you know you knew even the pitch black okay you don't want to go right because there's flags there so just keep going left and go around that marker because i yeah i had no idea where i was going but those reflective tape and uh little flags you put up helped a lot that was that was really good around that loop to see that and just know that you can't really mess it up i mean even with my little dim headlight and you go left and left then more left and more Uh, left (laughs) and then when you're on the backside of it you see other headlamps passing you going the other way and you're like, well, where are they going? Like, are we? Am I on the right trail? Like, what's going on? And luckily, I was walking with somebody at that time that she's ran the race the last couple of years, and she's like, oh yeah, we run. You know, once we go out, we run a little bit down, and then it kind of cuts back into here. And I was like, oh okay. I was like, I mean, I see the markers, so obviously we're not lost. But she's like, oh no, it's like this is definitely the worst part of the course, and then the rest of it's a little bit more runnable. But yeah, that fire burn, that's not a joke. That's for sure. Yeah, so, you know, coming out of the berm, how do those miles go coming into the fourth aid station? Well, this is Greg. That's where I was still in a walk mode coming out of the berm. I had hooked up with a guy that, you know, sharing the sea stories as we're walking. He's He was kind of feeling a little bit of, of pain in the legs, so I kind of slowed it down with him, which was fine with me because it gave me some juice at the end or to run it in. Um, so that was my take on it. Um, but I did have some runners get by us, too, so... Yeah, no, yeah. Those, those were nice and flat for for the most part, pretty flat miles right through the thick of the woods. Right. Uh, I looked at my map afterwards. Apparently, at the end, we kind of do like a loop before we get to the next aid station and get on the hard road there. And maybe it's because it was pitch black outside, but it just felt like I just kept my pace. I kept watching my watch and how I was running and just trying to keep that same pace. But for whatever reason, I guess the miles don't count at night because it felt a lot easier running when it's dark outside and you're just kind of, you can only see that little bit in front of you. So for me, it was just like, all right, keep going. You see the headlamps ahead of you. See if you can try to catch that headlamp. And I mean, it never happened. I caught a couple people right at the end, but beyond that, it was nice to just run and kind of be in the moment of you're out in the woods pretty much by yourself and catching these markers and it was, it was a great time, yeah. I had a really great time just running through the woods of stuff I've never ran before at all. And just to be, to look down at my watch and see that I was at, you know, mile 13, and I'm like, wow, this is the furthest I've ever ran before. Like, this is just, this is amazing. Because even training up, I only ran 10 miles because I'm like, eh, what's another eight? Like, it'll be all right. I feel good at 10. I'll, I can do 18. So uh, it's a mental game, and you hear that in the podcast that I listen to from this one that everyone says it's just a mental game and that's what it was it was just telling yourself all right you're at mile 12 let's go you got six more to go keep going just keep the pace keep going yeah i felt like after hitting the fire berm i felt like i just felt stronger and just felt like those miles were just so much easier afterwards knowing that you just gone through that terrible fire burn (laughs) yeah like you know it can't get worse than that so (laughs) Yeah, it was uh, Noel here. It was a, uh, it was it was interesting looking up and seeing all the stars. You know, um, yeah, I, Northeast Florida. There's you know you, you don't see the stars as much. There's a lot of lights and stuff. I mean, you know, but but out there we're literally in the middle of the woods, and it was it was just really cool to see the different colors of the dark sky. If that makes sense, <laughs> away from all the hustle and bustle and the city life, you know, you get that yeah, real nice stars. It was. I was hoping for more moonlight than what we had that night, but, you know, definitely on the way, I tried to turn my light off a couple times just to see if we could, if I could see at night, but, and I had heard somebody, like, turn the light off for the last three or four miles just so somebody wouldn't catch them, and I was like, there's no way, it was way too dark out there, I don't, he must, must have some bionic eyes or something, because my eyes weren't adjusting to that. (laughs) And I was going to say, too, there was, there was some body of water, like, I felt like it was like, what, like knee deep or something like that. And it was like pitch blackout. I, 
I, I was coming in hot and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I had to kind of take a deep breath before I went in because I don't know. I felt kind of weary. <laughs> but I'm like, well, if this is what everybody's going through, it is what I, I can't slow down now. I got to keep going. Yeah, that was that was the mile marker 17 water crossing just to make sure you were still wet when you finished. I think. <laughs> yeah, it cleans off all ass. the dirt. Exactly. But then, you, you know, you got the tall grass and uh, prickers to finish up. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, water, that water felt so good. It was so cold. I was like, oh, I might just lay down here for a second and relax a little bit, you know? But, oh, uh, yeah, it felt so good right there at the end. There was, I think it was that that last aid station, I tried to, I was still running and I needed a little bit of water, grab some water, and there was people there, too, messing with the pickle jar that I was laughing about <laughs> because when I was changing my shoes, people were at that, I think it was aid station two. They were messing with the pickle jar and trying to get it undone, and somebody finally did. And I was laughing. I was like, "Man, that's a that's unfortunate." You want to eat something? And you're like, "Oh, I'm just too weak. Like, forget it. I'll get something <laughs> else. Let me get one of these cookies." <laughs> yeah, that's the story I want to hear about. Is this this pickle jar that it escaped everybody? I'm mad. I never saw pickles. No, aid station four. I came up on it. This is great, Dang. by the way. And. There was a guy, he was trying to open up the jar, and I'm thinking, okay, no problem. He goes, hey, can you help me with this? I said, yeah, I got my man card still. I'm good. So I go to crank <laughs> on it, and nothing. I mean, there was no upper body. It was just no hand grip strength. It wasn't so much, I mean, yeah, sweating, but, you know, you wipe off your hands, you just didn't have it. And so he's like, well, hold on, I'll, I'll hold this. You turn that. I'm like, okay, now it's getting awkward, but <laughs> I'm sure, you know, Gary's going to show up and point and laugh at us at one point. It probably happened, but, you know, it's all good. But uh, yeah, we never got the never got the jar open. I swear, there's probably six guys trying to open this thing up, and no, nope, never happened. Oh, <laughs> that's bad. I didn't see that. Yeah, I don't. I don't eat pickles, so I didn't. The aid stations were not. I mean, for my first run ever for this kind of stuff, there was definitely a nice variety of all kinds of stuff to eat and try to refuel on. And I heard some people saying during the race. Well, actually, it was before the race. They were talking about how. Uh, somebody had asked why soda is good during the race and somebody was explaining the scientists behind it like oh well soda is good because it like it's carbonated and it pushes that sugar into your veins and gives you i mean it sounded good i don't i haven't googled it to see if it's true but you know it sounded good in my life i was like oh okay so let me get a little swig of soda here and maybe it'll give me a little boost so a couple cookies and some soda at every aid station seemed to help for me yeah i agree this is greg i agree i tried to like i said really focus on fueling properly because i've done some 10 mile training runs i've done some florida 11 in the morning you know hot runs just trying to see how far i can push it but i've also been able to not fuel properly and just basically sit down at the in the shade and say okay i'm good for 30 minutes sitting here so going out that night i want to make sure i i carried enough fluid i carried enough you know gels or whatever with me but then hitting the aid stations i topped off my bottles every time uh, gatorade was good the water was great so i mean grabbing a snack i even did the soda like you said um i'm sure there's some science behind soda but if I see somebody that's a runner drinking it, I said, well, they must know something I know, need to know. So uh, I did the same thing. Just grab one of those little cups, take a quick shot of the ginger ale or whatever it was, and keep running. You know, I, I, I can't do sodas during a race, but for recovery, sometimes, oh, man, you go, I, I got to go right for a Coke, man. <laughs> it, it just does something. Like like all the sugar, some of that sodium getting back into your body, some of those carbs just shooting right back into your body so quick. It's just refreshing. And, I mean, if you're, if you're not pushing yourself hard enough, you're not going to know that feeling. So you finally get off this long, monotonous road, this forest road, and now you're hitting that final stretch of grass. How did that final final section of the course go for you you know you've got short grass the water crossing and then the tall grass with just little markers hanging around everywhere and i'm telling you it's cheating because we ran at night you don't realize like how far especially that last stretch on that like tank trailer whatever we're calling it that last stretch i was like i feel like i've been on this thing for an hour like how long is this road holy cow I agree. When I saw the headlamps kind of dart off to the side, I said, okay, good. We're moving finally. Something's, something's changing direction up here. <laughs> I agree with that. Then that big old tree in the road, too. I was like, holy man, that's a big old tree. That fell right in the middle of the road. All right. 
Yeah, we had we had to cut it and move it the day of the race. Oh otherwise, wow! Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to get the the vehicle out to the aid station and set it up. Oh jeez. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that point, you know, about fifteen miles in, if I could have got over that tree or not. I, that tree was huge. Last year we did have a um, tree that we had to go over. Yeah, I it, saw the pictures of that out one. this year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the tree fell, and I was like, "Well, we can go around. We can. They can go around it, or maybe we'll just. Nah, we'll just go over it." So I just roped the tape under some branches, and then over the tree, and then under the other branches, back to the trail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and and coming out of the water crossing, when we there was a zigzag, there was a, a runner in front of me. She missed the zigzag. Like she kept going. I guess there was kind of a marked path. And I said, "No, I think it's this way." There were no other runners to like lead us, um, but you kind of could see the finish line off to the left. So we did a quick zigzag, but it was kind of one of those things you're like, wait a minute, I'm just going to run through this field of, you know, what I thought was going to be nice, soft, flowing grass, far from it. But um, <laughs> it's definitely one of those things after 18 miles, you're now having to make sure you're picking your feet up high enough because you can't drag it through the grass. Otherwise, you're going to take yourself down. Um, and then obviously, when you get the taller grass, it really starts wearing on you. So um you may think the end's right there but it's still a quite the push to get to it yeah, yeah, that was the, red, the red and white reflectors at at grass level at that end there and that was great because you could see them further on the distance with your headlamp going okay i know i may not see anybody but i know i'm going the right direction yeah for yeah. sure and then get, leading up to the water too i mean my biggest thing is like why didn't joe cut this grass i could run so much easier if this grass was cut you know i thought so too i thought for sure cora was sponsoring this with a lawnmower or something but yeah yeah i'm like i mean come on like the last three miles i'm like you know i'm at mile 15 and the grass is as tall as i am what's going on like i know they have lawnmowers let's let's cut this grass like but you know then it's that it's the challenge of running at night and running in that stuff that just really sets it apart and to be able to you know see that water crossing and then, like you said you come out of that water crossing and kind of make that hook and you see the finish line and you're, you're like all right let's go like i only got shoot i got half a mile a mile left when you that adrenaline kicks back in from the beginning of the race and you start to pick up the pace a little bit and all right time to finish and i loved it it was it was a great race i, I had a really good time on it was fun to – it's such a different terrain from the very start to the end. I mean, you're not running – high grass was nowhere else on the course. You know, you go through the hills, and there was the sand there in the little hills that we were going through. Start with the mud, you know, you're going through the loop with the sugar sand and the hog rootings and everything else. There was just so much different stuff in one little course that it kind of blew my mind that there was so much in only 18 miles that we were able to cover. I agree. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things about this race is you cover so much different terrain. Um, there, I just don't know many other races like that in, in Florida or anywhere, really. You know, I kept when, when we got up to that last little half mile section there or so, I kept trying to like work around it, you know, like the finish line to my right. But I have to loop around to my left a little bit, and I'm like, this can't be the course. Like, this hurts. Like, I'm, my, my ankles are getting chopped up. You know, I can barely move through this. And I, I'm just like, there's no way this is this is right. Like, I want to cut right to the finish line, but that just wasn't it. And then I kept going left to try to find a path. There's no path. And so I just kind of sucked it up and, and, you know, I, I tried to do like a, a sprint as hard as I could to the finish, which was totally like a 12 minute mile maybe. Um, <laughs> but it, it felt like that was all the effort I had trying to get out of that mess. The finish line looked so much closer than it was. And then it was just, just cuts and scrapes all over my my ankles to to finish it and i was like well um i'm not gonna i don't want to go slow and suffer you know so i try to go as fast like no i agree with that and that's you know that's a good thing of not being a short person too because uh, there was a few people out there that were complaining that their thighs were getting scraped i'm like oh, okay just my just my uh, calf so i'm okay um <laughs> kind of knowing that now i wondered if i would have worn compression sleeves just for that reason or, or taller socks i didn't in fact going back to the the bag drop i actually thought about i took socks with me i did not take shoes to change into but i thought about it and i, I did fine for the 18 miles with the wet feet um no hot spots no blisters so it worked out well worked in my favor but uh i thought about doing a shoe swap 
halfway through at the bag drop. It's interesting to hear other people's, what they did, what worked for them. Um, obviously, something like this, you're not going for, you know, a speed record. So stopping to swap your shoes makes all the difference if you got eight to ten more miles to go. So, um, and just like everybody's post or talking to them post-run, it's like, okay, you did this, got it. You did this, this works for you. So maybe I'll try this next time. So uh, that's what's nice about these runs. Get so much information from other runners. Yeah, nobody's shy to share information either. That's That was great to hear and to talk to people and to pick their brain about what they did. And like I said, listening to this podcast and learning stuff, I ended up getting on Amazon uh, some... I don't know what it was called now. It's in a little tube, but for your feet. And somebody was swearing by this product mm-hmm. that it helps with the blisters. And I lube my feet up before, and then I ended up putting it in my drop bag. So when I changed my socks and shoes, uh, and like you said, I wasn't going for a – I mean, it was a PR because it's the first time I ever ran it. But I knew I wasn't going to beat Noel or anybody else. So, you know, <laughs> I'm sticking – I was just trying to finish. That was my, my whole goal coming in was – I got to finish and, you know, I got to do this and for myself, but I ended up with a blister and ended up losing a toenail, but you know, that's nothing really. Yeah. Nice. Heck I was yeah. able to finish. So that's all that, that's all that mattered. Yeah. I'd say for me, I'd say that this is probably one of the toughest races that I've, I've done. I just feel like it, cause you're not, even though you're not going so fast to like PR, um, it still beats you up in a way, but it humbles you and it's just so beautiful out there. And shoot, I was, I was looking for skunk ape the whole time, (laughs) (laughs) not the whole time, but I, you know, every now and then I was thinking about it, like, man, this is where the people were when they thought they saw it, you know? Yeah. Did you guys hear any noises out there? I might've heard some hogs maybe. Yeah. There were some noises that I heard. And I remember thinking like, how cliche is this? You know, there's, there's, there's gotta be a speaker out there. You know, that's, that's, I remember there was some kind of, maybe it was probably, uh, boars or hogs, whatever, um, some other animals in the woods, you know, but there, there was a odd deep sound. I was like, man, they, 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 they put a speaker out here to kind of get us going a little bit. Yeah, that, was, that was actually six guys trying to open up a pickle jar. That's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it could have been me crying as I ran. Like, yeah. oh, that was me coming off the loop trail, just crying. Yeah. I've had a few, I had a few runners in front of me that would look back and say, Oh, are you passing me? I said, I said, no, that's just me breathing. <laughs> you right, know if I'm right. asking you and that won't happen, but <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, that's the one thing. It's one of those I wish I was, but that's not happening today. Well, like you, you always think the person behind you is closer than what they really are. Yeah, going back to your comment uh, about, you know, how great this was for, you know, being a long run. You know, I've done, I think, four or five half marathons now. And, and some of them are just, I mean, you know, they're, they're out and back, they're pavement, the scenery doesn't change. You just watch runners go out. You watch them going back past you. The nice thing about this is you don't, I mean, yeah, you pass runners going the other direction at certain loops and stuff, but the train changes, the view changes, the view disappears because it's pitch black out. <laughs> um, and so that's the thing. I mean, I covered 18 miles easier in my mind than 13.1 on Bayshore <laughs> or wherever. So that's, I enjoyed that part of it. You know, I, I, I get really focused on my breathing and like, I, I don't even remember, you know, like the races some, sometimes, like I just remember what I felt. I remember what I thought, but that's it. Like I don't, I don't remember seeing any pickles. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so you finally make it through that grass to the finish line. Now you've just got to go pick up whatever finisher award that you want, and then you've got the potluck. And then you eat. Yep. Yep. Eating was on my mind big time. The post party. The fact that you put it out as a potluck show was great. You know, I wasn't sure what people or how many people would bring stuff. And it was great to see that everybody, you know, even if it was Krispy Kreme donuts or pizza or whatever, you know, food was provided. So ample food that's for sure oh, don't, put, don't put down the Krispy Kreme donuts like that come on oh no I'm, 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 a, retired, I'm a retired cop I, I never I never hated a donut so <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah I just remember finishing I don't know who the two 
uh, ladies were there at the finish, but, you know, obviously they see your headlamp coming in and just to hear that cheer. And then once they started cheering, everybody that was kind of sitting underneath the pavilion started cheering. So that really just, you know, gets you back in there and like, oh, okay, yeah, let me, let me run a little bit faster. You know, I don't want to look like a slug coming through this finish line, but, you know, you come through the finish line and the two ladies there were like, oh, you did awesome. Good job. And I just remember asking Joe because he walked up and like, I didn't get enough water. I need some water. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got some in a cooler over there. Like, go get you some food. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And that's why I said <laughs> that about the donuts because, you know, of course, I look over and I see donuts and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll take a couple of those. <laughs> I'll get my blood sugar back to where it needs to be. And a soda. <laughs> yeah, I was just happy with the stickers. Uh, that that just made my day. I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting for the merch store to open up next. Oh, I know. Yeah, there was so much different food too. I was like you said. I was surprised at the the actual variety of food because it's not like everyone put out. Hey, I'm bringing this. Hey, I'm going to bring that. Unless I wasn't included in that group chat, but you know, no, it was, no, it was bring what you want. So yeah, I was. I was happy. That was cool. There is really I, anything you could possibly want. <laughs> I think I think deep down inside, like everybody wants to bring food to a race, but we don't do it because, you know, it has to be a collective effort. So that was really sweet. Like I just grabbed some random I don't even uh some kind of what is it, dogfish beer. I don't even know what I grabbed out the fridge. That's all I had. But anyways, there was a lot of stuff there. I'm like, dude, this is wild. Like this like every every race should have that. I agree. I went to one race where they came out with the smallest grill to cook hot dogs. And literally, it cooked three hot dogs at a time on it. And then the line was, you know, 12 deep at any given time. And people were taking two hot dogs. So, you know, something like this with the potluck makes more sense than somebody bringing two packs of hot dogs in a small grill and thinking they're going to keep the keep up with the runners. So uh, why more races don't do it? I don't know. Skunk ate Cubans. Can't go wrong with the skunk ate Cuban. <laughs> yeah that was awesome yeah yeah mike martinez made um burritos and chorizo of course of course he did he had to go with the hat so yeah yeah <laughs> mike martinez that's my man another another uh me and him live live in jacksonville that's awesome that's cool yeah throw it up there throw it out there um i don't know if y'all have run at uh northeast florida and uh jennings state forest up here um mike has been a uh, race director for a couple races here or there i mean and um shoot and maybe what was it like in like a 15k i think we almost got like a thousand feet of elevation Ooh. There's those there's, there's some crazy hills here. Crazy hills. Well, at least in Jennings State Forest. Those like it looks like you're in Tennessee almost. So definitely a place that y'all should come visit. But I'm sure a lot of I'm sure a lot of it has to do with like, I don't know, sanitation maybe. But I mean, as for us, <laughs> yeah, we just ran for, through the mud, so I'm not sure about that. <laughs> as for us trail runners, yeah, we don't care. Just bring food. Pull, yeah. pull it out of your never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think that also brought you know, the party together. Cause you know, you go to these runs, they get their, their finisher, whatever, and they, they disappear. Having right. food there, chairs under the pavilion, you know, weather cooperated. Amen. After the, the gale knocked your tents over Joe at the beginning there and you relocated the pavilion. I mean, that, that couldn't have worked out any better. So, you know, like that's, that's, that's my kind of Saturday night, or if it was a Friday, that'd be it too. You know, that's, that's it. Like I, that's, that was really cool the way everything was set up. There was there was music going, right? I think. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, it, it doesn't get better than that on a Saturday night. It, it just doesn't. Um, especially if, you know, you like running trails as much as I do and you like running Florida trails as much as I do. And and just being out there racing. Um, well, some of us, you know, just run, you know, but like at least from my perspective, you know, it's so exciting to just be able to race and then and and hang out afterward in that kind of setting um in the evening time as opposed to racing in the morning you know you just woke up anyways anyways that was that was the best way to spend a saturday night and i'm glad i decided to do it just five hours prior yeah <laughs> i mean it's cool too because you gotta watch everybody finish and that's one of my favorite things is just everybody coming across that finish line and seeing them accomplish the race yes and and you know it doesn't matter how fast you know who who finishes where or like it's 
I know when I'm running to a finish line and I hear people cheering, like that gets me excited, you know? And so I, I want that to be felt, you know, for the other runners coming, you know, they deserve that just as much. And you know what? Look, lucky for them. There's more people at the finish line now to cheer for you. You know, <laughs> yeah. no, that's what, I, that's what I felt for sure. Like I said, the girls started cheering and then everybody that was sitting down eating started cheering. And it just gives you that extra little boost and that, you know, just that good feeling of, yeah, I accomplished this. Like I just, I literally just ran 18 miles. So something I've never done before in my life. Like I can, you know, it just makes you think of, you know, what else can I do? You know, can I run a little bit further than that? You can. So, yes. It was, it was great. <laughs> so that, that's telling me you're going to sign up for the 60 K next, huh? Oh, I seen him put a, that out. Yeah, that's oh, a yeah. oh, that's a that's a long run. I'll tell you that. It, it's the same run, just twice as much fuel. Yeah, <laughs> that's the mentality. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball, right? So yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully you can run, run yeah. thirty. You can run sixty. Exactly. Once we get back to aid station four for the second time, maybe that pickle jar will be open. You know, or broken. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, yeah somebody broken on the ground at that point. Or yeah. broken. <laughs> <laughs> Once we pass the finish line in the first time, like, hey, Joe, go open the pickle jar, station four. We can't get it open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I guess we can kind of close it out with, you know, for this year for the Skunk Ape Night Run, what was the good, the bad, the ugly? And those final thoughts, those final opinions of how it went down. Well, this is Greg. That's easy. The good is the camaraderie. Just getting out on the trail, running with a group of people you knew or didn't know before running, and being able to push through the entire 30K, um, which for myself and some other people on this call, this podcast was the longest run we've done. I mean, we've done the 10 miles, the 13 miles, but... You know, and even running a 30K is one thing, but doing it at night on the trail, totally different with the sand berm. So that's the good. Honestly, I did not have any bad. I mean, would I have liked a faster time? Sure. That's what the first time is, is to set that baseline and then improve from there. So that's, it's not a bad, it's a, only can get better. Um, and the ugly? No ugly. I mean, it was great. From check-in, the course, the aid stations post party so that's my take on the whole thing and I, i'll be signing up for it from years ago so yeah i'll have to agree it's it's something that you know like you said just to be able to accomplish this and to run that far i mean the course was so i was worried that the course you know not being marked well enough and getting lost even if no i guess we'll call it my home course since it's right down the road from our house but I know the wood's good enough and being a hunter that I wouldn't get lost, lost, but I'm like, man, you know, I don't want to get off on a two, three mile tangent and then I'm running way too far, but I never had that chance at all to get anywhere because every time I'd look around, if I didn't see another marker, boom, there's another reflective tape on the ground. You know, it's 11 o'clock at night and I can still see it perfectly fine. Uh, it worked out great. Like you said, the, the good was just meeting new people. I mean, I couldn't tell you their names now because I kind of blacked out that part of the race as somebody else was saying. You're just concentrating on breathing at that point. But just to hear their stories and what they're doing and, you know, what they do as a civilian job and trying to swap stories like that and just totally different backgrounds that everyone's there to do. And everyone's there for one goal, and that's just to finish and finish as fast as you can and just have a good time. Um I didn't have any bad, like, I got really lucky. I guess I prepared good just listening to this podcast and taking pointers from everybody that I could on these podcasts. And I'm sure uh, Joe's DM box, I was blowing up, asking him a bunch of <laughs> dumb runner questions, which I'm sure he was rolling his eyes of, oh, another one? Like, come on, this guy again? But I was just, <laughs> I'm just trying to gain as much knowledge as I could before I got lost in the woods, so... And I appreciate him to, you know, always reaching out and being a good guy of telling me what I needed to know and not being scared to, you know, it's not a, it's not a competition out there. It is, but at the same time, everyone's willing to help everybody out. It's great to have that camaraderie that we all can have out there and do that. Um, 
I didn't have any – yeah, the bad thing, didn't really have anything bad. The course ran good. I feel like I prepared good. I don't know how many times I'm going to run it and actually like that berm. I don't think it's going to be any because we're going to have to, like, pave it before I like it, I think. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the only ugly thing is losing my toenail. That was the first time I've ever lost a toenail, so that was pretty – my kids, when I sh- when I took my shoes off the next day and everything, they seen it and they're like, oh, that's disgusting, Dad. And I'm like, eh, sorry about it. And they're like, what happened? And I was like, the run, that's what happened. They're like, oh, that's nasty. And I'm like, yeah, it does look pretty bad, I guess. It doesn't hurt, but – and it was nice. I was surprised how well I recovered after the run. Um, I mean, two days afterwards, I was totally fine, able to run again. So I thought it was really going to take everything out of me, but apparently I prepared enough and hydrated enough that it didn't mess me up too bad. Yeah, that 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 feeling, man, makes a big difference. Um, I, I'd say uh, uh, for for me, the the biggest good, I just have to say the 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 race and the race director um everything coming together that's the biggest good for me i mean i i I, for me i have to go to a race i have to be competing you know i in in i I really appreciate a a good ran event um and and it was i don't know like like i said my saturday night could not have gotten better than than that um the 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 only bad thing is uh i should have um uh went to one of these races sooner um Cause I, I I I think mainly through a uh, run run fluent and Chris Stangle, you know, I'm always seeing these different Florida runs, and I never go to them because I'm usually in my own kind of training block and staying local with these trails here. Um, so I I wish I went to one sooner, especially with the whole Skunk Eight kind of kind of legend going on, which is really interesting to me. Um, and then. <laughs> The the ugly as as dumb as this is gonna sound coming from me um I didn't I didn't feel enough I didn't I, I didn't bring enough with me I, I was probably too cocky with my six hundred mi- milliliters in my hand mm. uh, so come mile sixteen I had nothing left and I, we had just passed or I, I had just trying to catch Kalo and knew I wasn't gonna be able to catch him with without any more fuel for the last two miles mm-hmm. um, so that 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 kind of hurt finishing but that's yeah, it. I definitely agree with Noel and Greg and Gary. I mean, this race is just, it brings the trail community together and it's $15. It's at night. It's not like any other races that are out there. And just everybody goes out and has a great time. I mean, yeah, as far as. Didn't you sell out this year too, Joe? Yeah, it's sold out. Sold oh, out. no way. Yeah, back wow. to back years. So thank yeah. The the little things were all done right, and there was no no none of that filler stuff. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but I'm just saying the little stuff was done right. Uh, I mean, from a first time racer and running trails at night, I really say not that I have any experience, but just from getting lost or anything that I thought I would might do as a first time racer. Period. Everything was marked so good that I didn't have to worry about being off trail or anything like that. Everything just seemed to work great. I mean, you did a great job marking it typing it up and like I said responding to messages and everything so I absolutely want to commend you on that that was that's awesome of you to be so respondent to messages and everything because so you're on top of it that's awesome but hey guys this was awesome I appreciate it Joe thank you for the invite appreciate you absolutely thanks Joe good good meeting everybody here yeah you guys are good (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah thanks Joe good night everybody (laughs) good night guys Take care, guys. Yep, see ya. And there we have it for part two, episode 51 of the Florida Trail Runners podcast. Next up in the pipeline, we've got Brenda Bader Lips. Her story, her race there at the Trident. Then, without a doubt, we've got some river to sea stories. Lots of fun stuff here in Florida and Registration is open for that February 11th Skunk Apes Revenge 30K and 60K. And that is up on Ultra Sign Up. So hey, until next time, happy trails.